Listening to the MMAniacs with Nick David and Matt Kona. And of course, Paul Landwehr. Okay, well, we are kind of broadcasting on YouTube. This is Matt Kona, and uh, I, I wanted to, to get Paul Landwehr on to, to test the technology and uh, it seems to be working so hi paul how's it going hello thank you for having me macona and mma maniacs <laughs> the mma maniacs that's right that's that's what the split off youtube version will be called and i i think everybody that has done a voice drop for us has said that so well uh, we're done connect correcting it I thought I was freaking out enough about is it MMAniacs or is it the MMAniacs? And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Nobody knows. People find it. People, as long as you find it and you listen. So there's a, this is a time, there, there's a little bit of downtime between when the next fight is. Mm. At the time of this recording, this is March 23rd. And the next fight is not for until. Saturday afternoon, April 10th, from Zagreb, Croatia. Uh, hopefully we'll have Nick on in a little bit to talk about that, because in the co-main event, a guy that he trains with, uh, Gabriel Gonzaga, is going to be taking I have on... once. What? I have once. I did a seminar once. I. Oh, I, you trained with him too? I Well, I, I paid to. I did that, like, I'd, like, paid to do, like, a seminar with him. I believe Nick is actually just like trained with him. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I have a picture like? of him on my, on my, on my Facebook. Oh, I didn't see uh well, we'll have to post that link or you said you got a picture with him. Yeah. Me and Gonzaga. I just got my arm around him and give him the thumbs up. Cause I did a seminar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's good. That's, that's how you review the <laughs> seminar with your thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you had to justify the thumbs up. And I took a photo. I put the thumbs up uh, because I enjoyed the seminar, not because I was telling the ref that I was still conscious. <laughs> like Hector Lombard. Getting oh, the thumbs, no. Putting the thumbs up while oh, being pummeled by 144 ground strikes. Was Just, that what, Was that the count? Yeah, that was the count after round two. And the ref did not stop it. Matt, I have a question for you. Sure. What do you think Hector Lombard, I mean, right now I know he's concussed and hurt, but when you went around that first round so strong, like that could have been a 10-8, and then you end up just, you feel your, you feel it, you feel that second round getting beat up. You must, in your mind, think, wait a second, I had this thing. It, it must be, it must be mind-boggling. Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's, it's an ad- adrenaline dump. For sure, yeah. Between the first and the second round, I mean, I thought it could have been called off. I thought the ref. I mean, this is before we knew how much punishment the ref was going to allow. Yeah. But, um, it could have been called off, but but Neil Magny did stay busy. He was defending he himself, and and he got out of it. He got up. It, it was able to 
finished the round. He didn't spend because he was turtled up pretty fast. Yeah, it was kind of a flash knockdown, and and he was all over him. Um, so yeah, it arguably could have been two ten eight rounds on both ends. Uh, Isn't that that's crazy? What? That's crazy, right? I agree. Yeah, it, yeah, it's 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 big time crazy, but. There's rallies and then there's rallies, but after the second round, I mean, 144 ground strikes. I don't know if the the referee was just saying, "Well, Lombard's been out for two years. Let's have him make up for lost time." <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it was, and so it, it was very similar to the end of round three in Weidman versus Rockhold at UFC 194, and. Then the beginning of round four, where arguably it should have ended after the end of round three with Rockhold just being pummeled by elbows in the face on the ground without striking back or even intelligently. Wide, Weidman getting pounded, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, Weidman. Did I say well, – anyway, did I say Rockhold? I knew, I, knew, I knew what you meant. I knew what you meant. I meant Rockhold pounding him on the – And that's a great comparison too. I think so. <laughs> that, that fight – Hell yeah, that that was that one was kind of rough to watch too. Yeah, but you saw it at the beginning of the fourth round. It, it was just like Rock Colt was saying, "All right, let's get back to where we were." He put him down with ease yeah. and just resumed pounding, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what Magny did to Hector Lombard uh, to finish to finish the fight. And yeah, oof, it was uh, not a pretty sight to see. But um, I picked I picked Magny to to win by decision, yeah. And, and he's finally getting some recognition. He's moved up in the in the ranks in his weight class. In um, he asked for another top five guy. I don't know. He the only top five guy he's fought so far was Damian Maya, and he kind of got licked. Uh, and that yeah. one wasn't very close. Damian beat him. He beat him pretty easily. Pretty I mean, he's a master jujitsu. Oh yeah. So that uh, definitely factored in. I don't know. Maybe give him someone in in the top ten. Maybe give him someone at UFC 200. You know, just to reward. You want to maybe reward a fighter who has been there and been able to come in on short notice many times and. With a big fight, a big money fight, but we'll see. There's so far, there's only two fights announced for 200. That's Cain Velasquez versus Travis Brown, and Gegard Mousasi against Derek Brunson. I think. I don't know. Let me double check that. But do you have any thoughts about Velasquez versus Brown? First of all, Velasquez versus Travis Brown. Yeah. That one has been announced, yeah. Yep, it's announced. Oh, wow. oh I think that's uh, that that's yeah. That, I, you know, I couldn't even call that one. I'm gonna go with Velasquez, but Velasquez after his injuries, he you know he hasn't looked the same. But I, if it was Velasquez three you know three years ago, I would say destroys Brown. But now I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and the only example that we have from Kane in the last two years was fighting at altitude against Fabricio Verdum where he lost the title. So uh, it's, it's not the best example or best 
skill set to go from. But yeah, if you're going by past performances, it, it would be tough to overrate uh, Cain Velasquez. But hey, don't count out the finger poking ability of Travis Brown. <laughs> I saw him. Uh, I saw him fight Alistar live. That was an. That fight was off the charts. Oh my god. That fight was so. That fight was almost worth the whole thing. I think it was. I think it was uh, the McGregor versus uh, Seaver. I think that's the one that. It, oh, that was on the undercard of that, was it? Hmm. I think it was in. Uh, it was on the main card. Oh yeah, I mean the under the main event. Under the, yeah, under it. Yeah, yeah. It was. They stacked Boston. They made Boston, but it may have been actually the Chael Sonnen versus Shogun. I can't remember. Yeah, that was the first event that they held in Boston. Oh wait, no, that wasn't the first event. I think Randy Couture uh, headlined the first. Oh yeah, against um, against the boxer uh, James Tony. Yeah. Oh Tony, yeah. I heard there were a lot of fights in the stands that day. Someone told me. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, Gegard Mousasi is fighting Derek Brunson. So so far, those are the only officially announced fights for UFC 200. Okay. There's the big and and. I don't want to say rumor because Ariel Hawani reported it, and he said on the MMA Hour he doesn't report rumors. He reports things that are in the works, things that have been verbally agreed upon, and that is the rematch between Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor. So uh, that's an interesting rematch in a way. I yeah. know that. Nick has different opinions on this, so I want to save the whole – I mean, there's going to be massive conversations. Probably – maybe we'll wait until it's officially announced so we don't waste a good argument on something that uh, might not quite shake out. Okay. It's going to be a welterweight again, and it's really essentially Conor McGregor just saying, I want a do-over, and yeah. he's the – He's the man in charge. What are you gonna? What more could you say? He he wants the big money fights. He is the featherweight champion, but this is almost a matter of pride. Like he wants to get this corrected. He thinks the history books should be fixed. But in a way, I think he's doing it to spite Aldo. Because fuck Aldo for pulling out on 189. Still sour about that for sure, yeah. Yeah, and why should he reward Aldo with unquestionably the largest pay-per-view payday in UFC history for getting knocked out in 13 seconds, for saying that he would take a rematch anytime, anywhere, but when it was offered to him at UFC 196 saying, not this time, not this place. Yeah. And Frankie Edgar, I don't think that he's trying to spite Frankie Edgar. I don't think that at all. I think they have a mutual respect for each other, even if Frankie uh, is seeming less respectful, tweeting at Connor, let's see who has a vagina now. But yeah. Honestly, I think that he's waiting to do that on the East Coast. Like, he'll give that featherweight championship – he'll give that featherweight championship title shot to Frankie Edgar if they do it at Madison Square Garden, which two days ago 
they finally legalized professional mixed martial arts in the state of New York. They still have to do a few more things with the New York State Athletic Commission because they have to draft uh, the bylaws that, that, that they need to regulate it. And they're also going to be regulating um, amateur MMA, which was legal prior to this, but it wasn't regulated by the New York State Athletic Commission. So that meant that amateur fights could happen, but there was no one to do medical evaluations before or after the fight. So while technically legal, still quite sketchy. So that is the thing of the past now, which is good. Um, but I could see that happen. I could see Conor McGregor versus Frankie Edgar as the first headlining bout of Madison Square Garden. I know Edgar's from New Jersey, but he trains in, in and around New York. Um, then there's also, also Chris Weidman and John Jones, who have been very vocal about wanting to fight there. Weidman especially, because he did a lot of the politicking for the legalization. So You know what? You know what's so interesting? I'm going on. I'm going through Nate Diaz's uh, his, his fight of history, and it's like I, I remember nine years ago watching him on the Ultimate Fighter. He was he he was doing awesome. He ended up winning the Ultimate Fighter. He uh, Manny Gamburian actually his shoulder uh, got popped out of place. They, it kind of looked like it kind of looked like a knee from Nate, but it also kind of looked like it's just a reoccurring injury. And Nate ended up winning the Ultimate Fighter, which wasn't the best way to win it, but it was still pretty exciting that the Diaz like his like Nick Diaz's little brother was finally officially like in the UFC. Mm-hmm. And then he, he went on like, he went on like a, like a really good tear for a little bit. Then he kind of like, you know, got a couple losses, but then he, but he, his wins, he looked like, he looked like an all-star at times. And then other times he looked kind of too, too weak for a weight class. And I was just, I don't know. I was just going through his history. It's been nine years. He's been actually like in the UFC. That's, that's crazy. That's it's just this is a random I do snacks kind of a kind of a thought right there. <laughs> Paul Landwehr, I do stats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I've been watching I've been watching Nate for so long. I knew it was going to be a tough tough fight for Connor. I I of course I I really you know I love Connor. He inspires me. But I I think it was kind of a poetic justice. He got that he got that rear naked choke right. Like after he made fun of him for teaching like like like. I don't know. I don't know. I, I feel like I'm gonna get after he made fun of it teaching kids jujitsu. Yeah, I think that that was kind of like awesome. Now Nick can go somewhere and he can be like, "See that that guy made fun of what I do, and now this is how you choke that guy out if he makes fun of you." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, it's all all fair game, of course. And yeah. I mean, I think McGregor was more. He wasn't making fun of the fact that he taught kids. He was making fun of the fact that he has to teach classes to make a paycheck. Yeah. And, and but it, it, it's all shit talk and it's all it's all part of the game. It's not I don't think it was ever super personal between them. They just No. That's the thing. Out. I felt like I, I felt like he totally he likes he likes the Diaz brothers. He likes them a lot, you know. So I didn't I don't think he needed that. I hope that Connor knows he doesn't need to do that trash talk every time. He doesn't need to. He can also just be inspiring and just say what he's going to do, and that still sounds, like, intimidating, you know? Like, sometimes he doesn't have to be mad at the guy. I think he's still going to, you know, he's going to do great. Yeah. Oh, I don't think I don't think he was mad at him. I think he was just just trying to get under his skin, which I think is yeah, part of the game. 
it's it's part of the game plan but but Nate almost preemptively called him out and said in even though it was hard to hear on but unless you watch the uncensored version after he defeated Michael Johnson at the UFC on Fox December 17th he said you don't want to he goes fight me he goes you can't fight all those guys you're already punked at the press conference uh-huh. so it's like Nate was basically saying he's immune to the kind of shit talk that yeah. gets into people's heads the way that Connor has in almost all of his UFC fights yeah. coming into it. And and that's what made it interesting to me because yeah, it's it's just a fight. It's all it almost takes pressure off of Connor because he doesn't have to sell the fight. And I think that he ramped it up a little bit just to get the media frenzy in the last minute because they yeah. only had 11 days because oh, definitely. the That's story was always changed. It was supposed to be the uniting, the possible uniting of two weight class belts and it yeah. could change to just a scrap. So he had to sort of make it flashy. Yep. And, and, and that's why it really interested me that it was at welterweight. And I think that turned out to be, a big mistake, as you saw, just how much he gassed. Oh my after. god! I didn't expect I didn't expect him to get so tired, but I mean, I didn't know what to expect. To be totally honest, I had no idea what to expect. I thought his hands looked really fun to watch, but you could tell he was starting to get he started to get repeti- You know, he's repetitious. Is that the right word? So yeah. He's starting, he's starting to repeat. He's starting to repeat those uppercuts a lot, which looked it looked good, but. You could tell he was like, oh, didn't matter what he threw, he wasn't putting him out, and that must have been so like, whoa, Nate yeah. Diaz not going out. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the getting. Are you clicking a pen, by the way? Oh yes, I get it. I get it. I get a nervous tick. <laughs> it's all right as long as it. Uh... It was. An, I do that with my my stupid watch. Like even like right before a comedy set, like I'm always doing this stupid. I don't even notice it. Rule yells at me for it too. Yeah, no, it's all right. I just tend to notice noise things too. And I would say that 90% of people don't notice it. But I remember being on stage one time at Motley's Comedy Club and a woman was stirring the ice in her glass. Yeah. And I was like, who is jiggling that ice? <laughs> looked at me like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> what gets me is coughing. When when someone's coughing consecutively, like like nonstop during a set, I, I almost address it like to a point. Where I'm like, you know, I hope you get better, but please, <laughs> just 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 you gotta stop. <laughs> yeah, you know what I do? I just say security, <laughs> eject that person, yeah, get them out of here. They are infecting the rest of the audience. Yeah. Um. So here's to circle back around or to octagon back around to the, <laughs> the, the, the Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor thing. Um, I think that when he's fighting a guy like Nate who can talk shit and is seemingly immune to the shit talk affecting him, which was mostly true. I think there were still some things that annoyed him, but not as much as it affected Jose Aldo. Oh yeah, or Chad Mini Mendez when he said on national TV that he he would rest his balls on his chin. He was um, he was pretty he was pretty fast. He's he's I I like uh, I like Connor man. He's he's so funny. But yeah, he's he's funny. He's quick. It's not all just pre written stuff. No, he's quick. 
He seems like like did you see him um on the Conan with the video games? Uh you know what? I didn't watch the video game thing. I have seen his his two sit down appearances, but but when he's doing the video game thing, it's so cool because he's like he's like a guy you'd want to hang out with. Oh yeah, absolutely. Totally. And but I think that selecting Nate uh for a rematch at UFC 200, obviously it's what Connor wants because he wants to get it right because he thought that he could beat him. But you as a fan, how do you like that? As a fan, how do you like it? Well, as a fan, immediate rematches, it, it all depends on the the fight, I think. Yeah. For instance, it's the, it based, it's dependent on the fight and the division. I didn't think that Rockhold Weidman deserved an immediate rematch, but that's more so based on the division. You have not a lot of sure number one contenders. You have uh, what's his name? Uh, Jacare is already tied up with Vitor Belfort, who just got a title shot, which some people didn't think was deserved at the time. Yeah. And then you have uh, who's the guy? The Cuban guy who got pinched for uh, USADA violation. Um, oh, um, Ramiro. No. Uh, uh, yeah, it's close. Yeah, Romero. I think uh, Yoel Romero. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Romero. Yeah. And uh, so, would you put him in after just getting pinched? Probably I hate not. That. You know, I'll never look at the. I'll never look at the fighter the same. Like I, you know, it's just it's a uh, it's it stinks, but you know, like you'll never. I never look at the fighter the same if I've known they've done something. Yeah. So I, except for Anderson Silva, except for Anderson Silva, I think that he had to because he broke his leg. I don't think he was on steroids. I'll end, I'll end with that. I don't think he was on steroids okay. earlier in his career. He's the best of all time. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying that of of the, the okay. So let's look at the last two immediate rematches that the UFC has booked. Okay. Wyman Rockhold. Uh, I didn't disagree. With, I didn't agree with it, but I can see because of the state of the rest of the division. Yeah. And I kind of like it now if you watch that big – I just watched the last night again, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you did you see the Unstoppable press conference? Is that the one where, where they where, – yeah, is that the, where they all had their – the big meetup, all of them, and they all talked – they all had beef with each other? Yes. That was yeah. very good. Very Conor McGregor influenced, I thought. Oh, definitely. Uh, I, th- I liked that. Uh, I thought that it sold me on Rockhold Weidman 2 more so than it did going in. You can tell Weidman is like, he he's just like chomping at the bit, and he, he kind of does look like a lost boy a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Doesn't he? He kind of yeah. looks, he kind of looks like I got, I'm, I'm coming back to get you, but at the same time, he just doesn't have that same, before he kind of looked more, he looked a little bit more, uh, I don't know, he looked like Superman when he beat, when he beat, uh, Anderson, you know, he looked like Superman to me, like he is solid, there's no one going to touch him, and then all of a sudden, Luke Rockall comes and he's just more athletic, I think. I think his athleticism is so good compared to, compared to Weidman. Weidman's more like a power, you know, yeah. in my opinion, you know. Yeah. And Weidman is a, he's a good wrestler. He was a, yeah. he was supposed to make the U.S. team, but he had an injury. Uh, I highly recommend to anyone that has Fight Pass, if you go back and watch, they have a new show. This is, it's called 2020. 
and it's they just show the entire the entirety of the Weidman Rockhold match from UFC 194, but on the bottom of the screen the whole time there are just facts and interesting things that that wow. come up in it, and Weidman prior to the first round of of the 194 fight had been on his back for three seconds total in his UFC career. Whoa. He was on his back a lot in that one. Oh, yeah. And there was just a lot of cool, useful information, so I, I definitely recommend uh, checking it out. But the other UFC immediate rematch that was booked didn't end up happening, and that Which was supposed that? to be Verdum versus Velasquez. Okay. Which I totally disagreed with when they made it, because it was a a, a clear slaughter for was the second round. Hmm. Second round finish. I believe it ended in the third round. Third round. Okay. I could be wrong, but um, I think it ended at the very beginning of the third round. Yeah. Yes, it was the third round because they they told Kane that he should shoot for a takedown. And as soon as he shot for the takedown, he landed in the guillotine and it was over. But, um, didn't, yeah. didn't think that perfect, te- perfect technique. Yeah. He's a master. He was laughing. You see the Verdum's face. He's laughing and smiling as soon yeah. as it locks it in because he knows that's it. It's done. Do you deal. remember when Nate Diaz, uh, put Kurt Pellegrino in that, uh, in the triangle, he put both middle fingers up in the air. Yes, I know. And the most recent example of, of, of it wasn't like a, in a bragging way, but when Cowboy Cerrone finished Cowboy Oliveira, and Oliveira was tapping like ten times before the ref noticed, Cowboy was showing. He's like, "Look, he's tapping," and inadvertently doing the finger guns like cowboys do. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, that's cool. Cowboy's so good, man. I, I I love that guy. Cowboy is so good. He wins every fight but the title. It's it's bizarre. I I feel bad for him. He's just, you know, he's still making great money and he's and he's living a great life. That guy. Did you ever listen to his podcast on on Rogan's? It was it's really good. Oh no, but I, I've heard him talk a lot. Of, I, I'm a I'm a fan. He seems like a, a cool guy. He's yeah, back. He likes to do fun, exciting things. He doesn't really even like fighting that much and just does it for the money. But he um he's going up against Patrick Cote when oh, the UFC, that's, that's good. Yeah. yeah. UFC debuts in Ottawa for the first time with Rory uh McDonald's against Wonderboy Thompson. Ooh now how good is that? Oh my God! I get the chills singing about Wonder Boy fighting again, man. That guy's exciting, huh? Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And he 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 wants the belt, and this is clearly a number one contenders thing. I don't know what they're doing with the title because right now Robbie Lawler doesn't have a date. Will he fight at UFC 200? I don't know. I couldn't. I can't really say. But you know what? They, you know what? In the, I don't know when when Nick's when Nick Diaz's suspension is up. But Nick Diaz and him had a great fight back in the day. Oh, yeah. I'd, love to, I'd love to see those two square off again someday. That was like UFC 43 back when Robbie still had hair. Yeah. That. Uh, oh my god! That, I used to watch the highlights of that back when I was like I did my two years of training. I used to watch the. Uh, I used to watch the the. Uh, 
the the highlights of that fight all the time. It was so they had this song, "I'm a nightmare, it's contagious." It was like it was like punk rock, and like and like he just knocks him out. And but but they both did great. Like it was like like even Robbie just throwing a flying knee, and it was they were both so good in the fight. And uh, but Nate but Robbie Nick, got knocked out. But mm-hmm. Nick ended up winning it, and uh, it's it's they were both young, so young too. Like the, I think they were twenty ish. Mm-hmm. I believe that Nick's suspension is up in August. Okay, I think so. Um, but yeah, right now Robbie's not booked. Ty- Tyron Woodley is he? I, I know he's technically like the number one contender, but pretty sure only Tyron Woodley wants to see that fight happen. Well, yeah. Well, now why aren't people excited about that? He looks like a killer. Yeah, Tyron, he's good, he, but he hasn't fought in a year and a half. So, okay. and that, and that's no fault of his own because he was supposed to fight Johnny Hendricks, who couldn't make weight um, at, at one eight one eighty eight or eighty seven. So, uh, what are you gonna do? Or was it no? I think it was one ninety two. These guys got to stay busy, though. You know, I know he wants the title, but he's got to stay busy. You know that that ring rust is is it's never good. Get a you got to get a fight in. You just because even if you lose, it doesn't mean you're totally out of the picture. Just now you got to fight again. I know it stinks, but see, I won't even see how I'm not even swearing. I know it stinks, but yeah. Well, hey, this is you don't want to get a not safe for work rating or a parental advisory yeah. on exactly. there. Man, we were just supposed to talk about snacks, and we've just devolved into this whole thing. Hey, I did give Nick David a chance to call in or Skype in. He said he would get back to me within the hour. I think it's been an hour. I have not heard back. So, uh, Nick, we have replaced you on the podcast. I hope you still put this up. (laughs) Technically, it hasn't been an hour yet, so we'll uh, keep it at that. Um, I love talking the the fights, though. It's it's still a lot of fun, and and I'm excited for whatever happens at 200. They, no matter what, you know, people will complain and people will be happy, whether, whether, one way or the other. But I just I think that as soon as Frankie Edgar uh, gets his shot, which he will, I just I think that it's I think I think Frankie takes it. But I think that um, Connor just right now cutting all that weight to for two like that quick right now. I don't I don't think it's healthy for him. So I think if he wins at 170, he's going to vacate that belt and I don't think he's going to fight Frankie ever. I don't think he's going to fight Frankie. I think that's a bad fight. I don't think he should cut that weight. He looks like he's going to die if he does. I mean, he just doesn't look good. I don't think he's ever fighting Frankie. Well, let me remind you, Frankie Edgar is a former lightweight champion. Two times. Two times. Well, I think he defended it. No, he defended it. Never mind. You're right. Defended You're right. It times. Okay, yeah. I was like, I don't think... Anyway. He, uh, former lightweight champion. I know he, for a guy that's fairly small for that weight class. Yep. Uh, ad, admirable. I mean, he ended up... Oh, yeah. In that weight class. I think he, he may have fought a few times, but he mostly fought the same guys. He's, he fought Gray Maynard three times. And, yeah. Uh, ben Benson Henderson twice. Mm-hmm. But uh, so I think that they could fight at lightweight. I wouldn't say it's completely out of the. That's see, well, you know what? I didn't even, I didn't even think of that. No lie, I didn't even think about that. That's that would I would like. I just don't see Connor going back down right now. That's why he wants to fight at one seventy, just to be like, hey, I can I can stay up here for a little bit, you know? Yeah, 
I don't think he's going to stay at 170. I think lightweight is the best weight class for him to be in. Yeah. I think there maybe there are possibly some fights. There's some fun fights at 170, but not. I don't think he's a full full time 170. I mean, no way, dude. Those guys are huge. I know, I know, and and he imposes his will by being the bigger guy. I mean, that's obviously why he cuts down to featherweight, uh, all all that way down. Mm-hmm. But um, when but you something that you said struck me that I wanted to circle back to earlier, which is that um, UFC 200, is, it's going to be great. Like He doesn't need to sell the fight. I think that's why putting him in an immediate rematch with Nate Diaz is kind of easy because he's just one player in the game. It's not the Conor McGregor show. It's UFC 200. There's going to be a lot of big fights on that card, so it's not – going to be reliant on connor to sell the fight or to sell the the shit talking because really as the loser of the previous fight there's only that he wants to make it better so he can't be arrogantly talking shit on on nate and he's not going to be making excuses for why he didn't win it so by that token He's just part of the card, and he can just focus on fighting and getting his body used to competing at the highest level at that weight, which is the main reason that he gassed so much. He wasn't used to having 30 pounds of new muscle on on his back. And when you're punching up, that's way more tiring than when you're punching at the level. That's that's true. That's very true. No, that's – I – I used to, I used to box at the police athletic league and I would, they would always have me punch higher because I'm short. They'd always have me punch up and they always said it's going to, you're not, you know, you usually don't get as much power and it's more exhausting, you know? Yeah. And those, those two factors are like a death sentence. And, and, and one thing that when Diaz is an incredible boxer, Nick is a real good boxer. He almost went into professional boxing. Yeah from strike force instead of coming back to the UFC boxing is huge in his mind. Like that's why they say that there's a textbook way to you kick that lead leg of the Diaz. Cause they're not checking those kicks. Yeah. They don't want to stay. They don't want to get out of their boxing stance. No, that's almost the base. The, the jujitsu becomes the base when they get to the ground. But in that fight, what won it was boxing. This is why this was, it was very difficult for me to explain when I, when we had this conversation with Nick and he's like, ah, he thought I was undervaluing Nate Diaz's jujitsu, which I wasn't. I was just saying that the fight was not defined by jujitsu. It was set up by Nate's boxing, by that jab, specifically McGregor's throat is at jab angle. If you watch that fight again, he gets punched flush in the throat. Times. Yeah, and it's that's that's legal. Those are legal strikes. But that's you, I don't care how tough you are, how much muscle you have, you have no throat muscle. Connor got caught punched in the throat. He got punched in the throat a couple times with with jabs in that Diaz fight. Ooh, and and that's that will stun you, and and then Ooh. and that leads it to the the barrage and the volume that he throws, which really 
fucked them up. It fucked them up. A lot of people uh, didn't realize, like, now his older brother, Nick, they'd see Nick do his boxing and they'd say, oh, that boxing is sloppy, he's going slow. And it's like, no, he's just efficient and he's accurate. And right. he and he and he throws the punches in bunches. And, uh, I mean, when he went against um, uh, Frank Shamrock, I mean, he got these body punches on him back in Strike Force. And he took out a he took out a legend so fast with these body punches. Uh, Nick Nick Diaz. Yeah. Nate fights Nate fights a lot. You know they're they're very similar, but their boxing is very very good. And people just don't they don't they think it looks sloppy. You know they think it looks sloppy, but it's I mean they they know what they're doing. You know and they they do they don't throw everything with power. They they're very very accurate. Very accurate. Mm-hmm. That's the name of the game is punches and bunches and accuracy. Because if your punches that miss take out more energy and mm. glancing punches they do no damage to so it's you got to pick your spots and and make them count and that's really what Nate Diaz did in the second round once McGregor was starting to gas and uh and then he got got him to the ground well he hurt him hurt him real bad that's where yeah. McGregor shot in for for the double leg and was mounted turned around and choked out in no time after that so. I want to see Connor use his uh his legs a little bit more. You know, he did a he he tried a spinning kick and he missed it and didn't go for it again. I'm sure I'm sure he knows why he didn't, but you know, where's that where's that movement? So you stop worrying about putting the guy out in your prediction. Just just, you know, don't worry about your prediction. Just just Yeah, you know, but he you, predicted that kick on the Conan show. He, <laughs> yeah, they even had him they even had him demonstrate it. And, and he went for it. I mean, the guy, you know, yeah. he I, you gotta love, you gotta, like, Connor, I think, honestly, if we saw him in person, like, I, I know he's big for his weight class, but, you know, he is, he is small. Like, he is small. And it's kind of like, one day we're gonna look back and be like, this guy was so bad ASS for, 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 yeah. for, for, for doing what he's doing. I mean, he, he, he is small. He's really small. I mean, he's five nine. He's probably like, if, if him and I were standing next to each other, I, I would actually be the bigger, B- bigger man, uh, not height wise, but because of my belly, uh, I'd be, I'd be a little bit thicker than him. And that's, isn't that crazy? Like he'd be, he'd be broader in the shoulders and he'd be more muscular, but I'd, I'd be, I'd weigh more than him and I'd be bigger than him. But he, you know, he, he you know, but I, I know I'd, I'd choke him out too, just so he knows. I'd choke him out too. Oh, call Landwehr, calling his shot now. Well, calling his uh, shot now at 30. <laughs> McGregor gets called out, so if if he survives two hundred at two hundred one, he's 201. just He's just small, and it's it's so cool to watch a guy uh, to do what he's doing. It's really exciting, and and it's admirable. And I hope that he doesn't get punch punchy in his in his in his older age. I just hope he, you know, conserves his his brain and everything. You know, that's the most important weapon that a fighter has, yeah. and that's why. Uh, he, and he's taken some hits. He's taken yeah. some hard hits and 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 walked through it. But that's not the way Chad that Mendez hit him hard. Remember that Chad Mendez hit him hard. Jose Aldo hit him hard. Yeah, <laughs> he only hit him once, but he yeah. hit him hard. He did. He definitely clipped him. Uh, yeah, man. So there's a lot of uh, oh god. Chad Mendez hit him flush. Oh my god. There was one time when he was just walking in. I've watched that fight so much. And Chad, and, and it's just like, 
it was that second round. He was just saying, oh, that's all you got. That's all you got. But I mean, Chad threw everything at him. And yeah. he, I don't think it's, I don't think it's good Connor just took him. I mean, it looked like he was fine, but you know, you're easily getting your, you're getting your head hit. And it's like, no matter how good your chin is, you're getting your head hit. <laughs> it's, it's not good. True. But imagine, but that was a big psychological blow. When you can take someone's hardest punch yeah. and look at them and smile and say, is that all you got? Yeah. I know sometimes in a fighting, I wish I could do that. Sometimes in fighting, people punt, get punched in the face, and then they smile, and you can tell that it's bullshit. They're just yeah. doing that to be like, "That didn't hurt me." But but Connor was a different kind of smile. He put his arms up, and he's like, "Is that all you got? That's cute. That's." It happens was, a lot with with body punches. You'll see a body punch, and someone will be like, "Oh no." Yeah, like you know, a body punch, you can tell the fear that that someone gets when they get hit in the body because it's like you, your body shuts down. Yeah, and that Australia card this weekend, Johnny Case, we got hit, hit in the body yeah. in, in the, the fight of the night. Fight. That those two were so good. Both of them were so good. I thought that Chase guy looked really, really good. Um, but who was that guy? Jefferson? That he uh, fought. I think it was Matthews. 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 One year old guy fought, right? Yeah, and and uh, yeah, ex ex rugby player, I believe they were saying he's a young, uh, yeah. young rugged dude. That was a that fight was so so good. I love that fight so much. Seeing two young guys going at it, two and they're both good. I think Chase is going to be fine. Uh, I think he's going to come back pretty pretty good. I think. I, I I thought he looked great, but then he's then he kept on getting hit in the body and. He, he definitely lost, but yeah, yeah, real close fight, fight of the night. I picked Case, but uh, it did get fight of the night, yeah. It did get fight of the night, oh, yeah. Cool. So, uh, and the other Magni and Hunt got performance of the night bonuses. Oh, cool. So, well earned. I mean, there were some good knockouts in that Steve Bosse. Yeah, that was good. I picked that one. Um. I was all the way up in Maine. I was doing a gig in Maine, and my my phone went, my phone went and let me pick them. So I should, I got to do that earlier in the day. I got to yeah. do that. You should post your screenshots because they were really funny. Because some on some of your picks, um, you just picked how it was going to end. You didn't pick who was going to win it. <laughs> that was good. I was like, oh, you must think it's going to be a draw. All right. <laughs> It's a draw by knockout. Somehow. Yeah, it's a draw by knockout. Second a double round. knockout. Second round somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that was kind of funny for me to sort out. <laughs> I'm a mess. That's <laughs> yeah, all right. Whatever. I've given up. I had some expectations to have a running MMAniacs pick. So we'll see. Oh, Paul's up this week. Nick has this many this week. And then every week Nick is like, it didn't work. I couldn't do it. It fucked me over. It, it screwed a, up. No, but it's it is a pain. On Cobb's fault. It's a pain because then I'll have to sign into my account and and sometimes my password. I'll have to re- find out what my. Pa- it's just all these little things. But now I have it down. Now I have it down, and I'm gonna. Yeah. It's gonna be. You you're you're on the ball, so I don't I don't remember it until you, until you do it. I'm like, oh, I gotta do this now. Well, you know? I like. I like to make my picks during the weigh-in. Like I'll watch the wow. weigh-in. Oh wow! 
and make the picks that way. That's that's kind of that's kind of interesting right there because you're kind of seeing how the fighters look and everything. Yeah, you see how the stare down goes if they're yeah. if they get punked, if they flinch, if they're comp. You could see how confident they are. I mean, sometimes if a guy's barely making weight, they got to bring out the towel and hold that in front of him on the yeah. scales. He's drained, and it, it's hard to re. You're not just rehydrating your body; you're rehydrating your brain as well. Yes. So, when you're that depleted, it takes it's a long time to come back. It's a, it's a struggle and you might not be there, uh, on fight night. And, and that's what, it's one of the reasons that I picked Magni over Lombard. I was the only of the three of us to pick Magni over Lombard. When I saw Holly Holm and Ronda Rousey face off, that's when I knew Holly Holm was, that's when I said to Rula, my girlfriend, Rula, for the, for the, for the people who don't know Rula, uh, the, that's 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 when I knew Holly was gonna win. For some, I just saw them face off, and I that's when. But I never thought about doing the pickums then. But that's when I was like, oh yeah, yeah, Ronda's way too. She's angry for no reason. There's yeah, no reason for her to be in her face right now. And Holly was just so calm, and and then her she was so long, and I was just like, oh my god, look at that reach she's gonna have, and so yeah, that's a good point. I just 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 address, and that's a good point. Thank you, thank you. But it's also it's hard to pick. Sometimes people like to do goofy face-offs where they give the person flowers, and that's hard to quantify yeah. too. Yeah. Ooh, he he didn't. Who's the guy over the uh, the? Mc- uh, that was uh, Tom Lawler dressed. He wore the McGregor. McGregor tattoos. Yeah, he did, and he lost. He, he unfortunately lost that one. I thought it was close. I did too. Uh, I thought it was fucked up that he lost it thirty twenty seven. When I thought the first round he could have won ten eight. Yeah, yeah. That's why you don't leave it in the judges' scorecards. Is the the typical? Have you played the game yet? Have you tried the game? I don't have a video game system. Yeah, I really would like to to play the game, but I feel like um I can't play. I I shouldn't play video games because it I'll I'll just get too into it. It's tough enough I'm at the at the end of uh April I'm I'm going to get it and then you're going to come over and and uh and then I'm going to hand you the controller and we're going to and we're going to chill and have a beer and and you're going to and we'll play it yeah All right I'll I'll I'll, I'll play you in that for sure I'll I'll got to try to unlock Joe Rogan yes um, Now so if you ever got it till, since April you can pre-order it so you can't get Boss Rutan, Bruce Lee, or Mike Tyson, but maybe you could get it. Oh, who's that? That's Gina. Oh, hey, Gina. Gina girl. That's Gina girl. That's a good dog right there. Oh, that's a good puppy. Oh, my goodness. Yes, you're a good girl. Well, I hope you have the laptop oh, up on the... <laughs> I hope you have your laptop on the bed, not on the kitchen <laughs> table, because that would be weird that she just casually <laughs> walked up. And oh, that's a good dog. Uh so we have a bet, kind of. I think it would be fun. I, I'm going to say we'll do it. I'll do it. Um, in the spirit of the John Anik 209 tattoo oh, yeah. at, that he got at, as a result of picking McGregor over Diaz and not yeah. going his way, he said that if McGregor lost, he would get a 209 tattoo on his forearm. So I... In, in a text with Paul yesterday, I said that I will pick McGregor 
if they rematch when the UFC announces it. Okay. If McGregor loses, I will get a tattoo of John Anik's arm, arm. nine tattoo <laughs> on my arm. Not on my forearm, but on my arm. It would be yeah. weird to have a forearm tattoo of a forearm. But uh, I I thought it would be fun. It would be fun. And also, I haven't been tattooed in 10 years. I just oh, you're, you're talking about getting a real tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> Of John Anik's arm. <laughs> With a 209. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think at a, I think at one of your roast battles, I think that like if I beat someone, they have to get 603 tattooed on theirs. Because that's that's New Ham- that's Manchester, 603. Isn't that all New Hampshire? That's all New Hampshire, yep. Yeah. That's there's not that many we should get some research done on that. There's not that many states that are covered exclusively with one area code. Probably like us in Rhode Island or something. Yeah, 401 till I die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Granite State. Yeah. Ocean State, son. Ooh. Uh, I don't know why I'm acting like I'm your father. I'm, uh, I'm not from Rhode Island. I just know that. But I know the Massachusetts has a bunch. Yo, 978-508-617, whatever. Um, is 207 all of Maine, though? Uh, actually, I think, I, I think that might not be true anymore. I think it was for a long time, and they may have gotten one. I could be wrong. We'll do some research for next time. We'll do that for next time. That'll be on Paul's I Do, I do Stats. Now our, uh, I Do Stats. You're, you're, you're good at that, man. You're, you're good at, you're good at, good at that. I would never do a joke off with you. There's no way. Well, okay. I will never challenge you to a joke off. <laughs> that was so random. No, what I was thinking about like the roast stuff, because I, I, we were just talking about it. It's like, I wouldn't like the joke off thing. I, I, um, oh, I, like we were saying earlier, I only make fun of myself. So, I, you know, you'd just be tearing me apart up there. And then I would just be like, yeah, well, Kona, you know, I, uh, you know, thank you for letting me. Thank you for the UFC tickets that time. Like, <laughs> I don't know what I would. I don't know what I would say to you. I don't. I honestly don't know what I would say. Yeah. Well, you're so polite. You once gave me UFC tickets. Oh, oh. and I but made that, you wait at the end. Oh. But you know what's crazy? It's like I, I think about that. And like Andy Sandberg on uh, the James Franco one. Did, yeah. did that route so it's like i don't want you know and that's kind of the route i would go but people like yeah i already have it in my head that's already been done so i'm like well i can't do roast because i would just my funny thing would be i would compliment them but then they'd be like oh what are you what are you being andy samberg and i'd be like no i'm i'm just but i no, but i did see that but no i'm not being him yeah, yeah. but he was really but he was really good in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 it is what it is Whatever. I think I had a dream the other night that they were going to add a roast show to UFC Fight Pass, and I was very intrigued. And then it's probably not true. I think it was just a dream. But anyway, what do you did you uh, did you eat any snacks when you were watching the Australia card? Um, the Australian card. Okay, so actually, the snacks happened before that. I was actually in Maine at a show, and uh, there was pre-made food 
um, out for on the ta- there was a buffet, and so I had I had I had some egg rolls, um, and normally I don't eat before a show, but they were gonna take the they were gonna take the food away. Yeah, that's bullshit. Said, yeah, so I said, all right, well then I'm gonna eat it. I'm gonna eat now. And then I had egg rolls. Um, there were some like little quesadillas things. There were quesadillas. Yeah, quesadillas. Yeah. And then there was uh I like your new New Hampshire pronunciation. Quesadillas. Well they're spell it's spelled quesadillas. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> uh cheese and crackers, and then there was like um some stuff. I would love I would love someone to give you quiche someday and you've come to call it quesache. Hey, watch your language. <laughs> right? Yes, quesache. I'll do another I'll do another Paul Does Snacks audio clip uh and send it to you. Uh is five minutes too long or three is three better? Maybe do three. It all depends. I mean listen, the uh, I make it quick. I trusted you the first time and I I had the the idea for the segment, which for those of you who don't know, I think I was we started this call intending to just talk about that, and that was 45 minutes ago. Yeah. Um, when you, Nick, and uh, Rula, and when we and we went to the UFC gym to watch some grappling competitions on their two-year anniversary. Uh, Hold on. Um, this is going to. I just. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I try not to cut people off. It's just. Phone is, uh, computer's gonna die, so hold on one second. Alright, sure thing. I'll just keep talking because I'm just setting it up. Alright, um, sounds good. So, Paul, Nick, Rola, and myself are in South Station. I stopped there to get a coffee, and we we're on our way to the UFC gym, and Nick, who drives Uber part-time, Always likes to carry snacks with him to help with his rating, and he gives them to people that that he's driving as an offer. And so Nick just asked Paul, "Hey, uh, I got snacks." And then Paul said, "Perfect, I do snacks." And then we both cackled at at those three words, "I do snacks." And then he went to, and then he went to, well, we, I miss that. That was perfect. The I do snacks was perfect. It was also funny because I was just mentioning that I do snacks, but I actually didn't want a snack. Yes. And he gave, and he, and he pulled a snack out and I said, and I said to him, no. (laughs) (laughs) I said, oh, no, thanks. Like, like there was just a, it was a weird. Oh, here's a snack. No. (laughs) It's like. Or for snack time. Yeah, yeah. And so when you – we suggested that you do this part for the show, and you sent me the clip. I didn't have time to listen to it. It was a a rare busy day for me. So I was running around, and I just sent it to Nick. I knew it would be funny, and I sent it to Nick. Because what am I going to do, critique your snacking ability? No. I I sent it to Nick. Yeah. I said it to Nick. He laughed multiple times. He found a place to put it in our Road to CES episode. Yeah. And and then when I finally did listen to it, uh, it, it made me laugh a lot because the first snack was Haddock. 
I think that's the first time I've ever heard a haddock referred to as a snack form. Like, uh, if I went over someone's house to say, watch the football game or the Super Bowl or watch fights, and then like, they're like, oh, I got some snacks for you. Okay. All right. And here's some haddock. <laughs> I would just say, you do not have snacks. <laughs> I do not do haddock snacks. Oh, but, uh, oh dude, so, so you know it's funny. My mind didn't even go there. <laughs> I just, I just, <laughs> I started off. I put, I set the bar kind of high, right? For snacks, you set the bar bizarre. You just. <laughs> They're like, all right, let's see. The first snack for this segment, haddock. I'm going with haddock. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, just going to have some lobster. Uh... <laughs> but the thing is, okay, lobster, I've heard of, like, lobster bites. or you can, you can make lobster into a snack, I guess. But haddock, I just see a plate that just has haddock on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. No, that's funny. I didn't even think about that. I just thought I just <laughs> to start off with haddock and then make a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was it was really more of an I do meals. Thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have snacks after my meals, kind of a thing. Yeah. And, and the way they phrase some some of the things was particularly interesting. For instance, you're like, I like to make a sandwich with two slices of bread. <laughs> <laughs> I like I I, I uh the like because I re- I re-listen to it and some of the things I I can't even believe people can can kind of like a conversation with me sometimes must be so like difficult because I even just hearing myself I'm just like it took me so long to say I don't like onions like because I was trying to say, like I don't eat onions alone or I or I eat onions alone and well, I don't really like onions when they're alone and and I just finally said I don't like onions yeah and I was just like geez that took that took like that took a minute. You were afraid to offend any of the anyone that's pro onion, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. There was an issue with it. And then the other thing that that kind of that kind of caught me was uh, when the toast popped. I seemed I seemed genuinely surprised. You <laughs> seemed like, oh, there's the toast. <laughs> what is that? Oh God, yeah. Oh, I forgot I put that in there. That was uh, I, I I enjoyed doing that. I like I, I feel like I uh, I, sec- I think I secured a spot. On the MM Aniacs podcast once in a while. <laughs> hope so. Yes. Now, <laughs> this. I hope so. I'm, I'm still on the fence. No. Yeah. Uh, um. When I I would like the uh, snack planning specific to an event, and I think we I were like talking that. a little about this before to make, to make dishes based on fighter names or the places that. This is this is your homework, Paul. It's to find some recording it all. So I'll I'll re-listen to this when we're done. Yeah, cool. You don't have to, all right. Um, <laughs> this is being recorded onto YouTube, so it'll you could have that too. But um, if you have uh, any ideas for um, Croatian dishes, okay, Croatian food to yep. get ready for the Big Ben. Rothwell Junior Dos Santos fight in Zagreb, Croatia on April 10th. Uh, maybe we can do that. There's also, you know, maybe Gonzaga Gorgonzola cheese. You could have that. You could have 
Derek the Black Licorice, Black Beast Lewis. Um, oh, you're getting, you're getting a little, you're getting a little, uh, you know, I don't go there. I don't go there. I didn't, you went His there. name is the Black Beast. Oh. There's Black Licorice. I'm not saying. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's, it's going to be good. We're, <laughs> we'll have, I'm just saying there's lots to, to come with. I do snacks. Uh, I think it has officially been an hour since Nick said he would get back to me within the hour. It's been an hour and 10 minutes. So he's officially uh, fired from FaceTime. I look awful on this thing. Is the face going to be on, on YouTube? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The face will be, look how I look. I look like a blur of hair. No, but you got, at least you got some color to you with the sun coming out. I look pale and stuff. I look, I look pale. I look like they got a big bump on my head. I don't, I just, I don't look good. <laughs> I should have, I, I don't look, look fine. I gave you the option to go get a hat, but you chose, you don't do it. Oh hats. man, I should have wore the hat. It's all right. You look fine. Can we start it over? Okay. Let's start it over. What do you think about the UFC in Australia? All right. No, that's it. I'm about to go do snacks now. I, what to, I think I'm going to make taco. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Whose hat is that? This is, do you know, this is what I used to wear on stage. I used to always wear a backwards hat on stage. Okay. See, it doesn't look like a backwards hat right now. It looks like the hat that like Muslims wear, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I just pulled out one and, and I'm not going to go there. You're either. like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk about black licorice with for the black beast, Derek Lewis, but, but I will wear. A hat only worn by Muslims. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is perfect. <laughs> wow, man. Well, uh, it looks like you also got that hat when you used to be a conductor on the railroad. <laughs> Not the Underground Railroad, of course, but the real. <laughs> no, no. Oh, but, all right, well, that's a good place to end. I'm going to go make some veggie tacos, perhaps, uh, something. Oh. I don't know. I'm fuck- I'm very hungry. Okay. This but hey, good talk. Glad good talk. This was fun. Thank you for having me, as always. No problem. And we'll uh, we'll do this again. I don't know what your plans are on August, uh, April 10th. Uh, if you're watching it, if you got a gig that night, I don't think I have a gig. Instagram. I'd, I'd like to well, – it's it's one of those afternoon shows, so sometimes even if you do have a gig, you might still be able to oh, – it must be April 9th. I said April 10th this whole time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be actually in Amsterdam. Oh, you're going to be in Amsterdam? Yeah. Well, hopefully – maybe you could find some people over there and go hang out. I with- could probably find a bar there, right? Maybe – oh, hey, maybe we could do a uh, – maybe we could do some sort of uh, an I do snacks in, in Amsterdam. Oh, there you go. You can have some frites. Have you had frites before? Are those little pancakes? <laughs> no, they're just french fries. Oh, oh, oh. But they put mayonnaise on them. How do you feel about that? Ugh, I'm not into that. Not gonna, not into it. But I mean, I, I do want to get some culture in me. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta try. You gotta have some, some different stuff. The, yeah, uh, I'm, gonna do a, I'm gonna do a segment of I do snacks in Amsterdam. Hey, awesome. I hope you, I'll give you a little, uh, flip cam, video camera to bring with you if you want to. Oh, that, I have a GoPro. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, Great. whatever, whatever you want. It'd be fun. I'll do a little. Uh, I'll do a little. Do you know any about any uh, any open mics there? You know where all the where all where they all are. Uh, there, there's probably some open mics to do. Maybe we could find you. Maybe we can hook you up with Alistair Overeem or something. Ooh. He might be training for the UFC Rotterdam, which will be happening um, after one of UFC 198, I think. Okay. Stefan Struve, Gegard Mousasi. We'll see if we can get you over there, get get you in the gym. and uh, That'd be cool. See what they do for snacks when they're cutting weight or something. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Paul, you got anything else you want to plug? Any gigs coming up? Uh, It's the Paul Landwehr on uh, Twitter? Yes, yeah. So I'll just spell my name out, and that's just uh, so uh, the and then P A U L L A N D W E H R. Nice, awesome, cool. Thank you for having me. All right, all right. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. All right, all right, all right. And here we are, Maniacs podcast. Nick David. And Matt Kona in the hanging Google Hanging Land. We are Google. We are in Google Hangouts. Google Hang. We are Google Hanging, folks. Uh, I am sitting in my garage in Manchester, New Hampshire, and uh, Mr. Kona is in his uh, lovely basement abode in beautiful Boston, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Here Workspace. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, hanging so, in there. We have lots to talk about. Um, where do we should, start? Where do we start? <laughs> it's pretty free form because there's no fights if in the UFC until April, and then what? I don't know what the the Indies. There, there's uh, well, there's amateur MMA news. Let's talk about that. And and the legalization in the fiftieth state. Yeah, well, that's I guess that's the biggest news in MMA right now. The the lone holdout, the last last state in the union to finally acquiesce to legalizing mixed martial arts, the great state of New York, which, as we all know, it most of it was just uh, was bullshit strong arming from unions. <laughs> who were worried about not getting their cut of the pie. It had nothing to do with what people tried to pass it off as, and that's that we, we don't want this legalized cockfighting in our state. Yes, New York, the bastion of morality and uh, highfalutinness that it is, New York. Uh, not to shit on the whole state of New York, but... Uh, you know, New York City has a lot worse things going on than mixed martial arts. Let's just let's just leave it at that. <laughs> right. Uh, so, but uh, you know, it wasn't. It, 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 it had nothing to do with uh, people's morality and their uh, disdain for the sport of mixed martial arts. It had to do with money and where money was going to go and who was going to get that money. So, it had to do with. Uh, with people trying to strong arm the Fertitta brothers and get their just desserts. And, and I, and I don't, I haven't paid attention to it for a while cause I just got annoyed with the whole thing, but apparently all the, sh- all the, sh- what's that? 
said it's been seven years straight where they've tried to pass the bill. Yeah. And it's not even gotten up for consideration. So this was the first time uh, that they did it. So Amazing. I totally, I mean, just from the, the last. Fir- the first time they put it up for consideration, it passed right through. Imagine if they would have put it up for consideration seven years ago. It probably would have passed right through, but people were fighting just to get it to, just to get it, the question on the ballot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> big time. But here's a trivia, trivia for you. Oh, all there right. Been, there's one live event that the UFC put on in New York in their history. You don't have to tell me which one it was, who fought on it, but. Tell me what New York City is the only city that the UFC has been to. Was it Syracuse? Close. Albany. No. Schenectady. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just guessing. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember that there was one in New Buffalo. York. Buffalo. Buffing it. Yeah. What was the card? Who was the? What was? The, when was it? What was? What number was it? Who was on it? Do you know oh, that stuff? Um. I don't remember off the top of my head, but I think it was UFC 6. Oh, uh, wow. And, and it was in Buffalo. And shout out to Adam Ermer, if he happens to hear this. He's a good buddy of mine who currently lives in Buffalo, and I saw over the St. Patrick's Day weekend. What's up, Adam? What up? Um, yeah, UFC Buffalo. I'll just <laughs> they, they should go to their... Um, that is where they make the return. Finally, the UFC has come back to Buffalo. Do they have? No, they're a, probably going to go Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Was UFC do they seven. have? Do, does UFC 200 have a location yet? Yeah, it, it's the new uh, whatever brand center in Las Vegas that they built specifically, I believe, co-owned by the UFC. Uh, for huge events, and this is the the christening of it. So, um, so cool. UFC Seven, the brawl in Buffalo. Hmm. It was the uh, <laughs> Ken Shamrock versus, versus Oleg Tektarov. Oh, oh, Oleg who? Oleg Tektarov, yes. and it ended in a draw. Yes. Do you remember, do you know Oleg Tektarov's nickname? Uh, uh, what is it? The Russian Bear. Nice. Oleg Tektarov. I feel like that is a, that's right. a very common nickname. There's too many people with common nicknames. Cowboy. Well, uh, here's the thing. That's UFC 7. There was nothing common. <laughs> True. There was nothing common back then. So everyone else that's taken the, quote, Russian bear since then can all thank Oleg Tektarov. He's one of the guys, it drives me insane that he's not in the UFC Hall of Fame. There's, there's, a, there's probably... I don't know, 20 guys that I think really deserve to be in the UFC Hall of Fame way before somebody like, say, Boss Rutten, who only fought in the UFC twice or three times. And nothing against Boss Rutten. I'm a huge fan of Boss Rutten. I think he's great. Do I think he, uh, he deserves to be in the UFC Hall of Fame? Not in front of somebody like Oleg Tektarov, who was like there for maybe it was like UFC 5. And fought something like 13 times in the UFC. So somebody like that, I think, has a little precedence. Uh, you know, they gave it to uh, Boss Rutten because of his notoriety and because he's so well known. 
which is the same way of saying notoriety. <laughs> uh, you know, that's why, uh, that's why he got in there because of his notoriety. Um, not because he, uh, his great, incredible contributions to the UFC, because his contributions were very minor. His contributions to mixed martial arts as a whole are incredible. But to the UFC, uh, you know, that's why I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't, I don't get it. Anyways, I didn't mean to get up on a soapbox no, here. I just think, I just think Oleg Tektarov really needs to be in the UFC Hall of Fame and he deserves it a lot. And this is my, this is my, uh, soapbox where I'm going to get out on top of and say, <laughs> fucking, yeah. fucking UFC, take goddamn notice. I know he's in your queue because he can't not be. If he's not, then you're dingbats. And if he is, speed it up already. He deserves to be there. The next induction, he should be there. It could be for UFC 200. Could be. Because that's during International Fight Week. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's when they do their Hall of Fame things. I know that wrestling does it with the night before WrestleMania. They have their Hall of Fame. But I'm pretty oh, sure God. that last International Fight Week, which was UFC 189, they did have uh, what the, the fuck is International Fight Week. Just some random week they made up and called it International Fight Week. This is International Fight Week. I, it it possibly could be, but it's not just UFC stuff going on. Usually, I think that they had um, a bunch of the grappling tournaments. Maybe Eddie Bravo was there. I know definitely Invicta was there and. Um, they just, it was mostly a destination for the, the fans in addition to the three days of cards, I, I believe. So, okay. I don't know the history of International Fight Week. <laughs> I don't I know. That, I don't know anything about it. I think that, I feel like this is the first time I've ever heard anyone mention International Fight Week. Okay. Uh, well, hey, I'm already, I'm already on Oleg Tektarov's Wikipedia. I'll, I'll do International Fight Week as well. Um, um here's a little piece of news. I think it would be great because I'd be I would love to have some knowledge uh, of your opinions of some of those who deserve to be in the UFC Hall of Fame. Like maybe um a a, a special on that. I would love to do that because I could I, I could name twenty guys that deserve to do it, that deserve to be there. That I don't know that the UFC is considering. You know, they're looking at what they're doing right now is they're putting people in based on their popularity and obviously their contributions. Obviously, somebody like Hoist Gracie and Ken Shamrock, the first guys in inducted, are there because of their incredible contributions to the UFC. Um, and But there are some guys that are in the... I, I've been watching since the very first time. So... Um, and it's not, I don't, I, I feel like I say that sometimes and it's like, uh, the hipster, like, I was listening to the chili peppers before they sold out. You know, I don't want to be that guy, but I've been watching it since UFC two. I've been watching since yeah. UFC two. I went in, I rented it off the shelf and then UFC three, I watched live. I, pay, I bought the pay-per-view UFC three and it was like 14 bucks or 15 bucks. And I've been hooked ever since. I saw it on the shelf and I was like, this is the thing. I had so many friends growing up. I'm a lifelong martial artist. And so I had so many friends growing up and our discussions 
so many times came to who what who would win in in the in what kind of situation and so having that cuz back then everyone was singular in their art it was a wrestler versus a kickboxer versus a savat guy versus a uh jujitsu guy versus a kung fu guy uh it was all singular and there were a handful of guys guys like like somebody like Ken Shamrock who had fought in Pancrase who had a well-rounded skill set he was he was knowledgeable about fighting on the feet knowledgeable fighting on the ground obviously he's not a skilled a ground fighter as somebody like Horace Gracie but he knew about it and he understood how to do you know he he that very first fight when he fought Pat Smith he got Pat Smith in an ankle lock and so obviously he understands ground foot fighting, understood ground fighting at that time. Um, I don't know where the fuck I'm going with this. <laughs> my, my point is there, my point is there, I, I would love to do an episode. I would love to do an episode where we focus on, uh, I go down the list of guys that should be in the UFC Hall of Fame that aren't or might not be being considered right now. Somebody like, like Paul Varlins, who is another, <laughs> is another bear. <laughs> what? Which kind of bear is he? I think he's a polar bear. I think he's a polar bear. Uh, a polar bear. Uh, I can't remember. He was an enormous dude. Or somebody like Marco Hua. Um, I mean, there's so many guys in the early days of the UFC. Pat Militich, um that need to be on. That need to be and should be included in that. Uh, in the UFC Hall of Fame, um, that when the MMA Hall, of, if, if there's such a thing as the MMA Hall of Fame, if that comes to fruition, those guys are going to be there for sure, mostly for their contributions to the UFC, but outside yeah. of it as well. Somebody like Pat Militech fought in several other organizations. Now he is a commentator, so he's making that contribution back into the mixed martial arts community as well. He is also a coach. He's making his contribution that way back into the mixed martial arts community. So, um, anyways, that was my soapbox moment. Fucking Dana White. If anybody, if anybody from the UFC is listening, fucking Oleg Tektarov. That's all I'm saying. You guys need to put him in the Hall of Fame. Period. That's the all. That's all. That's the all. That's the all. All right. That's the all. That's the all, y'all. All right. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Oleg, hashtag that's the all. That's, the all. that's right. Hashtag whole Oleg, that's the all. While you're on it, I, I think he was he the first welterweight champion of the UFC? Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. At UFC sixteen he became the first welterweight champion. And okay. his you know what his nickname is? It's not a bear. Pat Militech has a nickname? Yeah, and it rhymes. I don't think I ever knew that Pat Militech had a nickname. It's the Croatian sensation. Oh, the Croatian sensation. I knew that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that because I've used that many times since I've met Croatian people. And, uh, it's great. <laughs> I've so never... I did know that. I don't know why, I, I don't know why my brain farted, but yeah, the Croatian sensation. Uh, I knew. I was at the I... UFC where he lost his title. Oh no. I was at that event. It was UFC 28. Uh, and he, no, no, no. It was UFC 31. It was UFC 31. He lost his title to, um, Carlos Newton. Carlos Newton got him in a bulldog choke. 
And that was the that was the UFC that I snuck into the after party that I have pictures of. Nice, mm. yes. Should post some of those pictures. I'll post some of those sometime. I have a, I have a picture of uh of of um in the foreground somebody you probably wouldn't know, but a guy named Jerry Bolander who was a, a pretty popular fighter back then, who was one of my favorite fighters back then. Um, he was in the foreground. In the background, it's uh, a picture of Tito Ortiz and Chuck Liddell hugging, which is not something that you would see often. Um, Rare, yeah. Nice. But they were buddies before they became mortal enemies, but they used to, they used to hang. They used to hang. Here's a good piece of news. I don't know if you read this or saw this or not. Uh, but Tim Means was absolved of any wrongdoing in his dirty urine test. They found that his one of his supplements had been tainted, and so he's been absolved of any wrongdoing in uh, his his dirty, dirty urine or dirty blood or whatever it is that came back from USADA. Um, so the dirty bird ain't so dirty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> dirty bird bath. Dirty. Yeah. That's good. So that's good news. And then, uh, and then I was also, I was reading earlier that, was it Tiago Alves? I think Tiago Alves got popped for the reefer. Um, let me go look at it. On the topic of reefer, he knew he was doing that. It's not a big deal. It's not really a performance enhancer, but the supplement subject, I think it's, if you go to Viceland or Fightland on Vice, there's, uh, or I saw it on Bloody Elbow. There's this long expose about the the sketchiness of these supplement companies. Like, how are these substances getting tainted? Maybe they're getting tainted by accident, and, and people are accidentally buying those ones. I don't know. But it's... Right. It's, maybe they're not so accidentally being tainted, and maybe those people are not so accidentally purchasing them. Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm saying that uh-huh. maybe... They accidentally didn't put enough into this one, but then they always have, oh, you could test, oh, these are tainted too. These are from the same batch. Um, but the, the thing is that they're not regulated by the Food Drug Administration in most cases, and <laughs> they can do anything. I'm not saying that for Tim Means, but I'm saying because of the creatine, like that was something that I never had heard of until the great – Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, baseball, home run, summer. I think it was 1996. Okay. Maybe it was 98. But that's when creatine, that, that's when they saw it on Mark McGuire. They're like, hey, you're hitting 50 home runs. That's crazy. No one's ever came close to that since Roger Maris did. Ended up hitting 73, I think. What's that mm-hmm. on the shelf? And it was creatine. And it opened up this huge, huge wormhole and that's why uh, but they, they don't kind of creatine is something that's legal now isn't it can you take yeah. creatine? yeah oh okay I, I think so but but the thing is that well it's so it's, funny what they consider what they consider performance enhancing and what they don't consider performance enhancing because everything the yeah. whole the whole everything everyone is doing Everything everyone in their camp is doing is to improve their performance so if yeah. I eat healthy Instead of eating shit burgers, that's performance enhancing. If I, if, if I'm eating lean chicken and broccoli and rice instead of cheeseburgers and cupcakes, that's performance enhancing. 
if I'm taking, if we go a step further, further and I'm taking just a multivitamin, a daily multivitamin, I'm getting more of my, you know, what, where do they draw the line? That's what I don't get is because there are things that are, that are very, uh, you know, when I listen to the Joe Rogan's pro- podcast, he's very knowledgeable about yeah, the different, right. He's very knowledgeable about what different, um, um, supplements are close to being that, that exhibit incredible, um, that have so much potency or, or whatever. Do you know, does that make any sense? He's very knowledgeable about things that, that will really enhance your uh, abilities, but aren't considered banned substances. Something like, let's just say creatine. Let's just use creatine as an example. That's something that is definitely an, a performance enhancing substance, but it's legal. People can use creatine. Right. Anyway, I, I don't. I don't know. It, it, it just struck me as an interesting thing, and, and I'm looking it up now again, but I don't see it on uh, Fightland. I believe it was probably from Bloody Elbow or MMAfighting.com. We'll try to find the source and link if you have any questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but speaking of Croatia. The Croatian sensation. I don't know if Pat Militic is going to make the the try. It would be nice. What if the UFC brought him there as an ambassador? Probably not because he works for Access TV. But yeah, um, I wouldn't say so. He's a he's a commentator for you know CES and yeah whatever. But other. this is a historic first MMA um, in Croatia. So we'll see. I mean, I think um, that might be one of the things that keeps him out of. Uh, the UFC Hall of Fame for a while is the fact that he works for other organizations. I think if, <clears throat> I think if, um, if Randy Couture had the arrangement that he has now, uh, with somebody like Bellator back when they inducted him into the Hall of Fame, that he wouldn't have been inducted at that time. Cause I feel, I feel like, uh, Dana White is a very grudgy, kind of human being he he uh doesn't necessarily do what the right thing is as opposed to the thing that he thinks somebody deserves or doesn't deserve based on what they're doing right now so i think he might have hold held a grudge i mean i know he holds a grudge against uh, against him he as soon as uh you know, as soon as he did that show, that Bellator show, the the kind of knockoff, the Ultimate Fighter show, whatever they, I forget what they called it, on on Spike, um, whatever that show was, where they they had three, there were three or four. It was him, and I don't even remember who it was. There were like there were like three or four coaches, and they it was like the Voice, like they would pick a fighter. <laughs> Uh, it was a weird thing. It was a weird thing, but it was like a, it was like a knockoff of the ultimate fighter. And as soon as he did that, Dana White went off on a tangent on him about how he's so glad that he did it. Now he never has to be nice to him again. He doesn't have to shake his hand. He doesn't have to exchange pleasantries with him. He can just put him in the, you're a shitbag column for the rest of eternity. So. Uh, breaking news. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. It is. 
that's funny. No, it's funny. That's great. It's not going to be breaking news by the time this comes out. I guess we could put the YouTube clip up. But, um, you know what? I'll try and I'll, I'll try and get this one up tonight. How's that? Okay. How about that? Okay, that's that's always good to me. Mm. As accurate as possible. But this is a a previous guest and friend of the show. It's not one of his fights. But it was his opponent in his most recent fight. Oh, Rob Fonsnew? Are you talking about Rob Fonsnew, uh, John Lineker? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, look at that. Look at that. I read not your goddamn mind. <laughs> I read your goddamn mind from 60 miles away. How do you like that? That's pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> I just read, hey. I just, I, I read it earlier today, so it was fresh on my mind, so. <laughs> my mind was earlier. Was later. It was my first time seeing it. It was definitely um, Lineker's last fight was insane. That it, it was, was it, it was Diego Brandau. Sorry, just let me clarify that. So uh, so Tiago Alves doesn't doesn't get not that anybody's listening to this. That's going to report back to him. But I just want to clear his name of it wasn't well, Tiago Alves. It wasn't earlier. Tiago Alves that got busted for weed. It was Diego Brandau. So. Uh, Diego Brandau, former, he's, oops, maybe going on, yeah. Um, John Lineker against Rob Font. That's a, that's a big step up in competition for, for Rob Font. God love him. Uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I'm a fan of both guys. I, I like both of them. I, I, I'm excited to see that fight. I'm excited to see if Rob Font steps up. To the big competition. Uh, Do you think he makes it out of the first round? Uh, I don't know. It depends on uh, Lineker's. Lineker's been hot and cold, so it it depends on what Lineker shows up. <laughs> if the straight blasting monster puncher. John Lineker shows up, he could knock you out in the first 10 seconds. Uh, this is a pretty, pretty sweet moment for uh, local guy Rob Font. This is going to be at UFC 198. He was at the TD Garden, sold out, cool, pretty much sold out. That's about 17,000. He's not going to be in front of 40,000 crazy Brazilian fans is in Curitiba, Brazil. Is that all it is at That's TD Garden? No, no, TD Garden. I, I just thought that was way bigger than 17,000. That's how big it... I thought... I I don't know why. I, I don't know why. I just thought TD Garden was... Uh, I thought Boston Garden was a much bigger venue, I guess. Yeah, no, that's pretty... That's... Um, I'll get the official... Uh, word on it but the, oh. yeah it's not that big oh, all right. well now you know <laughs> um sometimes there's uh yeah even for bruins games which seems like that much more but yeah i talked to uh i talked to uh mma referee uh kevin mcdonald earlier today and uh, at some point, we're going to do a podcast with him. He does these, um, he does classes for refereeing and for judging as well. And uh, at some point, we're going to, when he's getting ready to do his next one, we're going to shadow him for a little bit and get some information about it and 
kind of uh, help him get the word out and provide something that I think will be really interesting to our listeners. So Nice. Uh, Do you know if there is a place online, if anyone was interested, they could look it up, just Kevin McDonald? Uh, if you look up, if you just Google Kevin McDonald MMA referee, some some combination of those words, It'll pop right up. It's like com or something like that. I can't remember the exact, but it has, uh, it's, it's his, it's his whole website. com. Okay. Yeah, I was on it earlier today. I just, I didn't, uh, but, uh, yeah, okay. Refereesolutions.com. There you go. Go check that out. That's, that's, uh, world renowned MMA referee and many time UFC referee Kevin McDonald's website where he, he gives courses on, uh, refing and judging, and uh, there's a lot of information there about mixed martial arts. Um, so go check that out, and then stay tuned for we're gonna eventually we're gonna hook up with him and and get some some better inside information uh, about that. And here's a here's something I didn't uh, that uh, Ryan Ryan Fennelly mentioned at the last CES, but the upcoming combat zone um the guy that owns the school that i train at ed carr is going to be making uh he's coming out of retirement uh for a fight so he's a he's a big boy he's he's my size but he's the guy's built like a freaking fire hydrant man i mean he's just there's not he's you know he's 200 and probably 200 and 50 pounds somewhere in that area but there's nothing there's nothing soft on that dude when that get, guy gets on top of you it's like just having a, a car engine on you <laughs> it's like it's like trying to move a transmission with your <laughs> with your arms and legs um he's a He's he's got a crazy good top game, but he used to he used to train with Pat Militech actually. Ed Carr did, and his school used to before it became a Team Link school, it was a Militech fighting systems school, so they were affiliated and knew each other well. <clears throat> nice. Well, Nick, I have uh, seven minutes rapid fire. Whatever you want to talk about before I have to get on with my uh, scheduled. I'm preparing uh, with one of the comedians who's performing at Roast Battle March 31st at the Davis Square Theater. Tickets at BostonComedyFest.com. So I, I, can't, uh, I can't stay for much longer, but what's on your mind? I know you have some thoughts about an as-yet officially announced but reported by Ariel Helwani as verbally agreed to I'm I'm certain they're just talking money now. Uh, I know what you're going to say, and I'm so disgusted by it. I don't care. I don't. Here's what I think. Here's what okay. I, you're going to. You talking, tell your piece. No, no. You tell your piece. I'll listen. I have okay. to. I'll put my my comedy pants on, which are also my regular. <laughs> you're, so uh, so here's what I think Matt Kona is alluding to. He's alluding to Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor, two. The main event of UFC 200. I assume that's what you're talking about. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, uh, I have no interest in seeing that. I think it's a terrible idea for Conor McGregor. I think it's a terrible idea for the UFC. I think it's a quick, fast money thing for everybody involved. Um, 
I don't see any benefit of it for Conor McGregor. I think it's probably going to go the same exact way it did the first time. Um, uh, here's what I think. This is what I think. And, uh, here's, this is exactly what I think. And I hope that, uh, I hope that, um, oh, dang it. God dang it. I hate it when my brain farts. Um, Who's the god? Who's the guy from New Jersey? I can't think of his damn name. The contender who's the what? The next bantamweight contender. Not, Dillashaw. Not Dill. Not sorry. Not bantamweight. Flyweight. Um. Oh, uh, Henry Cejudo. Not flyweight. <laughs> What the hell's 145? God damn it, my brain's not working. Featherweight. 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 God damn it. Featherweight. Uh, my brain is not working. Talk with Frankie Edgar. Frankie Edgar, thank you. God damn it. Uh, my brain just was locked up. Here's what I think's happening. This is what I think's gonna happen. It's okay. Hey, Frankie I think, Edgar, here's I, my conspiracy I think, theory. I think that, here's my conspiracy theory. Let me finish. Cause I didn't say it yet. I think that they, uh, I think that oh, they're, no. they're, you they're, there, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, you froze. Oh, okay. Uh, just... no, you never froze here. You're all set. Um, my okay. conspiracy theory is that uh, again, they're protecting McGregor and what they're, what's going to happen is a week before the fight, uh, Nate Diaz is going to bow out and then they're going to call Frankie Edgar, who's been baited, waiting with bated breath for this fight. And they're going to say, hey, would you like this fight? Because they think that he's not, he's going to be sitting on his couch. They're trying to give McGregor the best uh, chance possible in, in beating Frankie Edgar. So uh, that's my, that's my theory. Because I think that fight is a stupid idea. Uh I think the I think the McGregor Diaz fight is a dumb idea. Why is there why is here first of all, he's a guy with a title who is gonna fight for another title and now they're gonna have two fights in a row that don't involve either title. It's doesn't make any sense to me at all. The first fight made sense because it was just saving the day. The second fight does not make sense to me. I see no reason for it. It doesn't interest me. I don't care. I don't care. So, all right, that's all I have to say about it. You go ahead. Okay, but that's a good point about the very last thing that you said. I don't care. So you will shut the TV off after the co-main event? Of course I want to watch the fight. Of course I want to watch the fucking fight. I'm not not a fan of either of these guys. I'm a fan of both of those guys, but I don't give a shit about that fight. It's just like I'm a fan of... I'm a fan of Fedor Emelianenko, and I'm a fair a fan of BJ Penn, but I don't give a fuck if they ever fight. I don't want to see that fight. I don't want to see Fedor Emelianenko murder BJ Penn. I don't want to see that. It doesn't interest me. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> no. BJ Penn does love bouncing around weight classes, though. Maybe he'll make <laughs> his way up to heavyweight and rising. No, um... Here's what I think it's about. I think it's about power. 
I think it's Conor McGregor flexing his influence, saying that, why do I want to give Aldo a reward for pulling out of International Fight Week last year? Why do I want to give him the biggest payday of his life? And I, I don't think that he's trying to exclude uh, Frankie, but I'm saying that he'll make more. He thinks he'll make more money off of Diaz, and um, and I think. But they're saving. Yeah, but that's Frankie the short game. That's Connor. the short game. That's the short game. This is if the last you, if, thing I can. Okay, say. sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, because uh, my I'm, I'm in the parking lot right now. Is my text? Um, I think that there's they were banking on New York to be legalized, and they're going to have that be the headline event or co-headline event if John Jones or Chris Weidman are healthy for the UFC's debut in New York in November. Okay. That's my prediction. It will be. Less than a year later that the champion defends his title, which isn't totally uncommon. I know that he, it's, it's uncommon when you have a champion running around fighting out of his weight class on two separate occasions, which can be ridiculous. I agree. But, um, fighting out of his weight class right. twice, two time, two, two weight classes above his weight class. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say goodbye now to my, Dear friend, Mr. Matt Kona, and uh, uh, I'm glad we were able to chat. Sorry, I have to run off so abruptly. That's all right, my man. I we'll, love uh, you. All right, I'll talk brother. To you soon. All right, my man. I'll talk to you soon. Right, Take care. Thanks, and I'll talk to you soon. That's the end. Now read it. The MMAniacs podcast brought to you by Team Link of Hookset, New Hampshire. They're located at 1338 Hookset Road in Hookset, and their phone number is 603-641-3444. Their website is www.teamlinkhooksetnh.com. Uh, I've been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for about 20 years, and for the last four years I've been training at Team Link, and it's one of the best schools I've ever trained at. Um, there's a lot of great instructors over there. There's no knuckleheads whatsoever. A lot of people there that are trying to help you get better at whatever it is that you want to study. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, karate, whatever it is that you want to study for martial arts, they've got somebody there to teach you the right way to do it. Uh, so if you go there, you tell them that the MMAniacs podcast sent you. They'll give you a free T-shirt and 30 free days to try out the school. Uh, again, their phone number is 603-641-3444, and their website is teamlinkhooksetnh.com.